businesses are getting creative and solutions to the cold weather. Everyone knows there are hot packs for warming up your hands. That's right. And now you can get hot packs for your neck and hot slippers for your icy toes. There are also electric scarves and mini heaters for the desk, which automatically go into power saving mode when you take a break. Let's take a look at some of more inventive products that can keep you cozy this winter. It's cold outside, but competition is heating up for creative products to stay toasty. The old heat packs had to be held in the hands. Now there's also this kind, a heat warmer to hang round the neck. You can hang it round your neck just like a scarf and do other things with your hands. This super convenient warmer warms up your neck without the need for a bulky heavy scarf. But it's disposable and only works for five to eight hours. There's also this heat-emitting scarf, which can be reused, but needs to be plugged into a portable battery to start. And there are products for the legs, too. These foot warmers are so fluffy and soft inside. This young woman is transformed into a brown bear. You can roll up the bottoms to reveal your toes and easily walk steadily on the floor. In the winter, I do feel the cold quite a lot. I can wear these while I work on the computer or watch TV. It's not just at home that we're feeling the cold. Walking around the office can be chilly. This little heater can detect when there's a person within two meters and automatically starts to work. It's a personalized heater that saves power when you're away from your desk. The weather has got a lot colder recently, and there are lots of cold spells one after the other. So sales of our heating products have risen greatly, by more than 30% across our electric heaters, heat packs, hot eggs, and other products. Lots of our customers belong to younger demographics, such as students or office workers. Businesses are vying to make the most of the cold. The market for products to warm up a desk or some frozen toast is big at this time of year, and the options are growing. President Tsai Ing-wen on Friday inspected the troops on Penghu. It was the first time for her to visit the military after her recent announcement that Taiwan's conscription period will be extended from four months to a year. She promised that the quality of conscripts' training would improve and the new year-long training, which will be instituted in 2024, would not be a waste of time. President Tsai Ing-wen on Friday made her first inspection of the army after her recent announcement that Taiwan's conscription period would be extended from four months to one year. Her first stop involved a sea crossing to Penghu, an archipelago in the Taiwan Strait. Various mock military scenarios will be added to the training regime of conscripts so that Taiwan's draft will not only be for a longer period, but the training content will also be improved. The training of the National Army will be more rigorous, closer to actual combat situations and more in line with the needs of modern warfare. Under the new system, the year of military service absolutely will not be a waste of a year. What peace relies on is a solid national defence. We will definitely do what we've said we'll do. The President inspected live-fire target shooting practices to study how the nation's army is strengthening its troops' shooting capabilities. In the light of China's gradual encroachment, Tsai visited in 
succession, the Army 101st Amphibious Reconnaissance Battalion, a naval radar station on Shiyu Island, and the Navy's Haifeng 6th Brigade and 146th Fleet to boost the military's morale. Our National Army troops stationed here in Penghu are standing guard around the clock and they have an onerous task. I wanted to come here before the New Year's holiday period in particular to thank our brothers and sisters in the National Army for their hard work. Taiwan is on the forefront of the defense line of democracies. It is only by preparing for war that we can avert a war. It is only when we take up arms that we can stop a war. The president said the new training period for conscripts will see improved quality as well as its quantity. And she hopes that the nation's army can train even more intensively and be more solidly prepared for war in future. As 2022 comes to a close, we can look forward to 16 new policies that will take effect on January 1st. They include a raise to the minimum wage, tax cuts, subsidies for electric vehicles and changes to child-rearing subsidy rules. Let's take a look. The staff at this breakfast restaurant are busy serving meals. For the owner, pressure is on. The price of ingredients continues rising and labour costs are set to increase with the new year. The pressure from labour costs is heavy. The salaries we are offering are higher than the level the government set for next year, but we still can't find people. Prices are going up continually and salaries really have not changed. Breakfast in the past cost just a handful of dollars. Now a drink costs about 50 or 60 NT, and adding on a hamburger will send the price over 100 NT. Some businesses say they're raising the prices amid climbing costs. Starting January 1st, the minimum monthly wage will go up to 26,400 NT and the minimum hourly rate to 176 NT. It's expected to benefit 2.32 million people. But some workers say they don't feel it's much of a change amid soaring commodity prices. Health insurance premiums will stay the same. Meanwhile, an income threshold will be removed for those applying for childcare subsidies for babies and children up to the age of two. Some say the subsidies can encourage more people to have children. There should be subsidies for children. Nowadays, young people are under a lot of pressure to buy a house and a car, and they're not so willing to have children. If the government can provide them with subsidies, young people will be more willing to have children. If the government can offer subsidies, everyone will definitely feel it. Subsidies for purchasing new electric scooters have been extended, with buyers entitled to 7,000 NT per vehicle. Meanwhile, a new policy will kick in for people who replace their old vehicles and diesel-powered vehicles for electric models, who can expect subsidies of up to 18,000 NT. In addition, the personal tax exemption, which currently stands at 88,000 NT, will go up by 4,000 to 92,000 NT. And another policy that is taking effect on January 1st is the lowering of the legal age to 18 down from the current 20. That means people as young as 18 will be able to, among other things, open up bank accounts, apply for credit cards and purchase mobile phone contracts on their own. Let's get some teenagers' reactions. I might open a bank account. I like managing my own money. That's what mature adults do. 
I might apply for a credit card because nowadays having a card is very important if you want to shop online. We approve of the change. Young people nowadays are very clever and mature. But there may be some students who don't understand certain things. So we think schools should educate them more on these issues so that these new young adults can be more familiar with their rights. About 440,000 teenagers in Taiwan will legally become adults on January 1st. They'll have the freedom to purchase smartphones, rent housing, sign contracts and buy lottery if they so wish. On the front of financial benefits, they can also purchase insurance and even set up businesses of their own. Taipei City's police force on Friday gave a preview of the security measures it will be put in place at the city's New Year's Eve countdown event on Saturday. Nearly a thousand police officers will be deployed, keeping watch for any potential dangers. Elevated platforms will be set up in and around the venue in Xingyi District to keep a lookout for any crowd crashes or injuries. With big crowds expected on New Year's Eve, Taipei City is ramping up security at its countdown event. In an attempt to prevent a tragedy like the Seoul Halloween crowd rush, signs with LED lights have been set up, so that revelers can easily see what direction to move in, even at night. Police officers will be equipped with lights used by the Coast Guard administration. Six elevated surveillance towers will be set up in the area, including one at each side of the stage. We can use these lights from a high vantage point. So if we see that someone has fallen over or someone is injured, we can shine the light on them to highlight their location. Taipei is ringing in the year 2023 with a massive party, and rules are bound to keep everything orderly. Special tactical units and a police dog unit from New Taipei's police department will maintain order at the scene. Almost 1,000 officers will be at work to prevent people from bringing in illicit drugs, weapons, explosives and drones. We'll have officers from Taipei's SWAT team and New Taipei's police dog unit. They'll strengthen surveillance at the event site as well as key buildings in the area. They'll prevent illicit drugs, knives, guns and explosives and other forbidden items from entering the venue and ensure the safety of attendance. The city's police department adds that eight teams will be on guard near the stage to prevent crowd crushes and launch evacuation procedures if necessary, all to ensure a fun and safe start to the new year. With the New Year's Day holiday long weekend starting on Saturday, traffic has become heavier than usual on roads all around Taiwan. That's especially the case on Freeway Number no. 5 where congestion is expected in many places until midnight. The Freeway Bureau says about 1.1 million kilometers will be driven by motorists by the end of the day. That's 1.2 times the usual number. Let's hear from an official. Tomorrow, southbound lanes on Freeway Number no. 5 could see congestion from 5 a.m. to 4 p.m. Over in northbound lanes of Freeway No. 1 between Yuan Shan and the Dahua Junction, there will be some congestion from 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. to around midday.
We won't be enforcing any controls on car passenger numbers tomorrow, but these controls will be in place between 2pm and 9pm on Sunday and Monday on the northbound lanes of freeway number 5. Cars had already started flooding the northbound lanes of freeway number 5 in late afternoon Friday. That's especially the case for the stretch from Yilan's Toucheng to New Taipei's Pingling, where travel speeds dipped to a 7 kilometers per hour crawl. The public is advised to check the traffic condition before heading out, as additional traffic control measures may be launched on Saturday. Taiwan shares made moderate gains on the last day of trading of 2022. At one point, the Taiex rose by 160 points, but ultimately it ended up gaining just 52.67 points, closing at 14,137. All in all, the index has shed more than 4,000 points since the start of the year. But analysts say a rebound could come in January. A rally in the U.S. on Thursday gave a surge of vitality to Taiwan shares on Friday. Bellwether stocks, TSMC, MediaTek and UMC all made gains, driving the market up. At the highest peak, the index put on 163 points to reach 14,248 points. But with weaker tech trading toward the end of the session, the TIEX closed up just 54.67 points at 14,137.69. Today, turnover was affected by the holidays which is why it stayed under 200 billion NT. So when foreign investors go on holiday, the number of day traders tend to be lower. And there is, of course, fewer foreign investors. So currently it seems that the people holding onto their shares into the new year are buyers for the long term. The analyst offered some insights into what may be to come for Taiwan shares in the first month of 2023. I think the TIEX will first break past the December high of 14,600 points. I think that's quite likely. Then, if the capital market remains in good shape, and if there are no further significant fluctuations in the US, there is a chance that the TIEX could surpass 15,000 points before January 17th, before the Lunar New Year. With COVID, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and rising inflation, Taiwan shares shed 4,081.15 points over the course of 2022, a drop of 22%. That's the first time the index ends the year lower than the beginning of the year after three years of gains. A pair of young sisters in Kaohsiung have burst onto the world of weightlifting. Pan Meijing from Hunei Junior High and her older sister Pan Xingjin have collected loads of gold medals. The prize money from weightlifting competitions is a big deal for the family. And now they're getting support from the new Athlete Care Center at a nearby hospital. The medical team hopes to provide physiotherapy to young athletes so they can enjoy a long and healthy sporting career. She crouches down to prepare, takes a deep breath in and lifts a weight few schoolgirls could handle. Following in the footsteps of her sister, Pan Xingzhen, little Pan Meijing already has years of weightlifting under her belt. In the normal course of training, any athlete's muscles will sometimes get hurt. This doctor uses a massage gun to help relieve Pan's lower back pain. The Skaushan Hospital has established an athletic care center and in just a year treated more than 250 athletes. 
We go into the remote areas. They're starting to take care of their athletic career from elementary school and junior high. We want to help reduce their injuries. The last thing the medical team wants is for young athletes to be forced to quit their athletic career prematurely because of injuries. Many are facing tough family financial situations. When I got injured, I felt very stressed and anxious. I couldn't walk. I had to lie down and just stretching my leg out to touch the bed made my ankle hurt. I could barely sleep two hours at night. I thought I couldn't compete. I thought my athletic career was over. The Pan sisters don't come from a privileged background, and the family lives in an undesirable rooftop apartment. Their father supports the family with odd jobs, and the oldest Pan sister juggles university with part-time work. Now the two also help pay the bills with considerable prize money from weightlifting competitions. They hope in time the burden will get lighter and lighter. Miao Li is one of Taiwan's most picturesque rural counties. At this time of year, a community in Tongxiao Township is enjoying a special winter treat. It's an avenue of bold cypress trees near Tucheng. The trees are famous for the russet red color of their fall foliage. Local photographers spend hours capturing the reds, yellows and greens as the colors mingle in December. Here in Miali's Tungshao Township, a road winds along the Tucheng Riverbank. On this stretch between Tungtian Temple and Tiaoyan Ancient Trail, two kilometres of the road is planted with bald cypresses on both sides, creating a magical winter avenue. The cypresses are gradually turning auburn. They form an arc along the river here and set off the beautiful deep green forest and blue sky. They change their color in early December. When the season is changing, there's green, red and yellow. It's beautiful. Local residents say the bald cypresses here were planted years ago as part of a village transformation project. I feel so happy and easeful when I see them. It really is so wonderful that Tongxiao has a beauty spot like this. Local photography buffs shared these photos and drone footage of the area. The residents of Tongxiao hope more visitors will come and check out the Riverside Avenue while the leaves are at their loveliest. The marching bands of Zhongshan Girls High School and Jianguo High School on Friday held a rehearsal for their presidential office New Year's Day flag-raising ceremony. Zhongshan Girls High School is back on the program for the first time in five years. To make the occasion extra special, they'll be performing alongside some alumni. At the ceremony, tug-of-war specialist Tian Jiaxing will lead the singing of the national anthem alongside Dr. Wu Kunji who helped the victims of the 2021 Hualien train derailment. 